a simplified approach to a well-mannered dog. This is Leah. Thanks for tuning in. And today I'm going to talk to you about how dogs think and how they learn. First, every dog on the planet, no matter where they live, they follow two rules. The first one is, is it worth it? The second one is, is it in my best interest? If it doesn't fit into either one of those categories, then a dog is not going to be interested. So whatever you're doing, it has to be worth it and it has to be in the dog's best interest. That's really important to remember. Another way that dogs think is they live in a world of positive and negative. Anything that's fun, tastes great, great experience, it was a lot of fun, it felt good, they want to do that again. Anything that was negative, it could be a sound, an experience, a feeling, a taste, they don't want to do that again. They say elephants never forget, but honestly, dogs never forget. They don't forget anything that has happened to them in their entire lives. They just put it in a little file and they store it away in their brain and they remember it. If something isn't fun or doesn't feel good or was a bad experience, trust me, they haven't forgotten about it. And it only take them one experience to remember it for the rest of their lives. And it could take us months or years to try to convince them otherwise, if maybe never. For example, if you're walking your dog and your dog accidentally puts their foot in one of those drain gates, they're never going to do that again. Try getting your dog to walk over a, a drain grate after that. Probably next to impossible. It only takes one time. They're so smart. How do dogs think and learn when it comes to rewards? What is a reward to a dog? It could be a treat, a food item, a clicker or a marker, a toy or verbal praise or a privilege like going for a walk or getting a belly rub or playtime with you. Well, out of that list... I have come to find that food rewards work the best for both dogs and for people. It's easy for people to hold food rewards. And I also use a marker. I don't personally use a clicker because I don't juggle things well like that. I, I don't play video games. So I use, instead of a clicker, I use the word yes. It works the same way as a clicker. And it counts as verbal praise. That's called mark and reward training. When you ask your dog to do something like sit, and then he sits, I hand him the treat, and I say yes at the same time. You're not going to use treats forever, but when you are working with a dog, especially a puppy or a young dog, or you're teaching a dog something new, you're going to use a lot of treats, and I mean a lot. And they don't have to be big. I'm talking the size of a BB or a caper. That's how small your treats should be. It's just a little tidbit, something soft and goes down easily. Crunchier treats are a little harder to get down the dog's throat and they start to cough. Anything that's rewarded will be repeated, and that is extremely important. So I'm going to say it again. Anything that you reward will be repeated, whether you asked for it or not, especially all good behavior. I recommend that you wear a treat pouch if you have a puppy or a young dog. When you get dressed, it's part of your everyday accessory a treat pouch. Make sure you fill it with lots of small treats. Anytime you catch your dog doing something wonderful, make sure you reward it. Acknowledge it. Yes. Good job. Good boy. Good girl. Yes. Because anything that's rewarded will be repeated. Now, when it comes to that, it could also work against you. When you reward unwanted behavior, you're going to get more of that. 
An example of that would be the dog jumps up on you and you pet your dog. You've just rewarded that behavior. So now your dog is going to jump on you more. Or you're sitting on a chair and the dog puts his paws up on you and you pet the dog. Well, you've just rewarded that behavior and now you're going to get more of it. People accidentally and unknowingly reward unwanted behaviors without even realizing it. Don't be stingy with your treats. When I meet a dog for the first time and I start working with the dog, I am very generous with my rewards. I build a relationship with that dog right away and I can have fun with that dog and get that dog to do lots of different things. And then the owner tries to do the same thing with the dog and then the dog still comes over to me. And that's because the dog knows that I'm going to be generous with my rewards and the dog will want to work with me. And the owner doesn't seem to understand that because they're not being very generous with their treats. And the dog already has a relationship with that owner. And I've just built a brand new relationship with that dog. It just goes to show you that if you're going to be using treats, don't be stingy with them. Be very generous. And I often say, be like a broken bubblegum machine and you just dispense the treats out. It's not forever. Once your dog starts to really understand what you are working on, then you start to phase out the treats. But the yes always remains. And I have a really cool yes story for you. My husband and I took our dog to the lake and we were throwing the ball in the water. And I threw the ball and it went off to the left. And she swam out and she couldn't find the ball. And she was paddling to the left and paddling to the right. And I waited for her to paddle to the left again. And when she did... I said, yes, and she swam in that direction, and she got the ball. And I thought that was such a great example of how well I can communicate with my dog just by using the marker, yes. Another thing to consider is expectations. We go through nursery school, kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and some people even go further than that. And you can't expect someone to do calculus if they haven't learned algebra. And you can't expect someone to do algebra if they haven't learned multiplication and division, or prior to that, recognizing numbers and addition, things like that. A lot of people have college expectations of their dogs, and they don't realize that they need to do all the work before that to get their dog to do whatever it is that they're expecting their dog to do. For example, if someone is trying to get their dog to come, and they call me and they ask me, you know, I can't get my dog to come. We live on two acres, and every time I call the dog, I can't get the dog to come. Well, my first thought on that is usually, well, that's college level. Did you do all the grade work that you needed to do before you can expect your dog to come in from a two-acre property? Probably not. If you had done all the grade work before that, then your dog would be coming in from the yard. So that's a, a great example. You have to have the right level of expectations. When you're teaching your dog something new, you always start out with nothing. No distraction, one person, one dog, quiet room just a minute or two of trying to explain what you're asking your dog to do. Each dog learns at a different pace. Everything that you teach them, they're not going to pick up very quickly, just like we don't know everything either. You know, some people are good at science and some people are good at math, just like dogs. Some dogs are better at stay and some dogs are better at the recall command. One thing I know for sure, rushing never works in your favor. Take your time. Be patient. It's very, very important that you be very patient with your dog. If your dog's not cooperating, just end the session and try it again at another time. The more frustrated that you become, it's just going to get worse. It's going to go downhill from there. Over time, your dog's self-control will improve. 
if you have a young dog or a puppy, his or her ability to perform skills at a higher level will be easier as your dog matures. And there's really nothing you can do about that except for wait for the calendar to go by. Take everything with your dog in slivers. It's, this is funny. I always say, you know, think about lunch meat, how they slice the lunch meat down from this big hunk of meat into slivers and slices. That's dog training. Everything you do, you do in slivers, and you take your time, and you don't rush it. The next time, I'm going to talk to you about how to get your dog to listen to you and how to communicate with your dog. And I want to thank you again for listening. Have a doggone good day. Take care now. <laughs>